Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way. Their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river, moving slow. Ain't no words, it's how life goes. Welcome, folks, to In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar reminding us, as I always do, because I live for it, there's certainly many wonderful things to do culturally, historically, and flat-out fun right here in Mississippi. Just go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. All right, today's guest I met many, many, many moons ago in Music City. And he's been a staple on a lot of my records. I mean, I depend on him, including my first hits, I Don't Have to Be Meet on Monday and Waiting on Joe. Just an incredible experience in the very beginning working with him. A career veteran, pedal steel guitarist, multi-instrumentalist, residing in Nashville. Equally established and highly regarded as both a studio and touring musician, which is not typical. He's recorded with many of country music's most successful acts, including Carrie Underwood, Dirks Bentley, Dwight Yoakam, Sarah Evans, Brooks and Dunn, etc. He's also recorded on releases by non-country acts, including Johnny Taylor, Thelma Houston, and the list goes on and on. Sort of like that furry and infamous little Energizer Bunny. That's what he is. I said it. Okay. As a touring musician, he's toured with Dirks Bentley, Brooks and Dunn like forever, Dwight Yoakam, Ricky Skaggs, Susie Boggess, Mo Pitney, McBride and the Ride, I Can Keep Going. His television appearances include The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy, 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 Good Morning America, The Today Show, Late Night with David Letterman and the Grand Ole Opry. I love this man, love the way he plays, and like so many that do what I do, flat out depend on him. He's one of the very best at his craft, and it's time to get to know him, whom I'm talking about exactly, in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I know that was a mouthful. I'm taking coffee now. My pal, Gary Morse. What's up, Gary? Well, pleased to be talking with you today. Oh, now, wait a minute. You you did what I did. You did the great exodus. I didn't know you moved to Florida. Am I right? You said Gainesville? I'm in Gainesville, Florida, the uh, former stop-in ground of uh, Tom Petty and, <laughs> and the Heartbreakers, as well as his Mud Crutch band. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, so I left in 2011 because I figured out I could and stay on the road and do all these things and wanted to give our kids a dose of Mississippi. Uh, and it, it really paid off for them in every way. And it's been great for you. What was the transition like, especially, well, I know you've got your studio, like I've got my studio, we can be, uh, you know, away from town, but did it affect you for a second in any sort of negative way as far as work was concerned? Well, I'm not really. I, I suppose I miss the camaraderie that, you know, that goes with, uh, you know, being with your, your fellow players, you know, because I was in Nashville for 27 years, so obviously a, a lot of friendships that were formed through the business. So I think I miss that, you know, but I do get to see folks when I go back to record on full tracking sessions where they want everyone present uh, on the on the track, but more and more it seems like uh, overdubs are my uh, my means of recording these days so yeah that that would be the only impact but uh i've i've certainly enjoyed being here in Gainesville it's been great and i moved here because i remarried and my wife is from here aha uh-huh. there you go there you go okay so obviously touring wise is easy because you're going to get on a plane no matter if you're in Timbuktu Music City or wherever, and you're going to meet the guys and you get on the bus, or maybe you start in Nashville. The bottom line is uh, that's a simple fix. 
But as far as playing on records and stuff, I mean, you did you set your studio up? Oh, yeah, studio up. Sorry about that. In Florida, or did you have it set up in Nashville beforehand and sort of prepared? Well, I already had. I already had it in Nashville uh, to begin with, and I've just taken it to, I guess, uh, the next level, so to speak, here at my studio in uh, in Florida. I've got, uh, you know, I've upgraded as far as all the uh, interfaces and in the versions of like Pro Tools and everything that I'm on. It's it's all state of the art, top of the line. I'm using, uh, you know, gear that I think is is superior to what I was even using before, but it was. At the time before, I think it was, you know, is what I needed then, too, because uh, this particular gear I use now wasn't even available back then. So, yeah, uh, but that, that's a big change. And the other thing that I, that I um, changed was uh, if you were in my studio right now, you'd see the whole the whole room is, is ringed all the way around with amps, you know, everything from newer ones to vintage ones and guitars all the way around the room. And, and the reason why is I found that uh, having everything accessible – um, I've even got two pedal steel guitars set up in here right now. Uh, having everything accessible meant I could immediately go to it and play. And I found when I was back in my earlier studio, I'd have stuff cased up and everything, and it, it was just a hindrance. So that's one big change if you were to see my current studio from the old one. Love that. Well, my studio is set up the same way. It's I realized back in, well, the house before the house we moved, uh, the second to the last house we had in Franklin, um, I had everything just accessible. It was all there. I just grab it and it just made it so convenient and there was no room for being lazy and just opting out. Oh, I'll just use that instead. It's amazing when it's just sort of surrounding you. You go, Oh, that's what, that's what this needs. Or at least you give it a quick college attempt, you know, college try. We're talking to Gary Morse, one of Nashville's superior, one of the world's supreme steel players. Great utility guy and when i say utility folks for you guys he can play anything anything with strings on it so he also plays this weisenborn which is featured on waiting on joe that sounded so much like home here i can't explain it when he told me about it i said what is that and he put it on my song the river's working if you go listen to waiting on joe and the river's working you'll see what i'm saying it literally made the song uh just a very important asset to it it was that painting that the 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 final brush strokes that just set it apart. Uh, where the heck did you get that instrument? Because nobody knows what I'm talking about. Never. Well, it, it, it's actually, uh, officially it's called a Weisenborn Acoustic Lap Steel, or Acoustic Hawaiian Steel, some people would have said. And and actually the one I have was uh, made by a Spanish luthier uh, guy actually in Spain that makes classical guitars. He was building them at the time for uh, John Pierce uh, instruments, and the uh, same company makes strings and accessories, too. Um, but I did have an original 1928 Weisenborn uh, that I had a chance to wheel and deal with in, back when I lived in California, and I got something I needed more than that at the time. Of course, like everything, I kick myself now for not having kept that original 1928. But the new one is based on that sound that's the one i would have used on waiting on joe and um it's a uh, so it, it it's very very light i mean you could actually pick up this guitar with your pinky finger that's how light the wood is it's like a a special i don't think it's a koa wood i forget now what it is but it's a uh, it's just so light it's almost like balsa wood light which actually is part of the the how it gets its tone and resonance uh but it basically is a it's an acoustic guitar thin line so to speak that's got a square neck and is tuned to play and it's got square nut so it, in other words it raises the strings about an inch above the fretboard mm-hmm. and you play it with a slide bar like you would a pedal steel or a hawaiian guitar and uh, it's this particular one is six strings so i have it tuned right now to a, a tuning that's suitable for all around you know usually a g tuning although mm-hmm. i experiment with other tunings wow I, I, I swear the first time i ever heard that you know, and the thing is, it fills up a lot of space. So it reminded me of being behind my dad's liquor store growing up, being in juke joints, being, you know, around uh, just so many great Delta Blues acts, minus the dirt. You know what I mean? Like, is there's, there's a, there's, but, but, but it's still got all the grease to it. And I know that comes out of what's inside you and that's in your heart and your, and the way you play and deliver things. But you've always been to me one of the most accurate, uh, in tune, 
but yet have that thing that represents grit and grease. You know, I want to understand why the heck you ever picked up anything like a pedal steel. And I understand the Weisenborn. I get that. But and we're going to go into that in the next break because we're not going to have time because I do want to understand what made you go. Oh, I like to play the pedal steel. It's easy to carry around. Uh, it's just probably the most difficult instrument in the planet. We're talking to Gary Morris here in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out your next getaway. I'm going to have Gary show up down here sometime and take him from one museum to the other, one country trail marker, blues trail marker, freedom trail marker to the other, and, and feed him like he's never been fed before. We'll be right back. I'm Steve Azar, and this is pretty cool. The interactive teller machine, or ITM, is Guarantee Bank's latest and greatest way to serve us customers more effectively and conveniently. ITMs provide personal face-to-face interaction with a live bank teller without having to leave the comfort and safety of your car. You can conduct almost any transaction as you would inside, including deposits, withdrawals, check cashing, account transfers, and even loan payment. Give the new ITM system at Guarantee Bank a try. And as always, thank you for trusting Guarantee Bank with all your banking need. For more information, go to GBT online.com guarantee bank member fdic this is dennis stevenson director of the motor carrier safety division of the mississippi department of public safety the highway patrol in conjunction with the federal motor carrier safety administration is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Ready for fall? Calloway's has everything you need, from beautiful fall color plants, pumpkins, and wheat straw, to trees, shrubs, soils, and mulches. Calloway's has just received another huge shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Calloway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. We offer bulk soils for do-it-yourself projects. Callaway's offers landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, a sale over four decades in the making. Miss Kelly's 43rd anniversary sale. Get up to $300 off our everyday low prices. Plus, take 60 months to pay with no down payment. Furniture trends have changed a lot since 1978, but Miss Kelly's never goes out of style. Stay on trend and on budget with this amazing anniversary offer. Up to $300 off plus 60 months to pay with no down payment. But hurry, anniversary savings end Monday at Miss Kelly's. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business. Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Green, the new degree of comfort. 
From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here. With Super Talk Mississippi News, what happens, why does it happen, and how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. As we roll through a Mississippi Minute, I got my pal in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, Gary Morse, one of the greatest, no doubt, pedal steel players in Nashville history. I mean, there's probably a handful of these guys, but also what makes him so special, he's so uh, multi-talented with anything with strings. So if you go, hey, Gary, I need you to play uh, this or that or the, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some of the instruments. And I want to also discuss what he didn't do growing up except for practice. Because to get this great at so many instruments and so prolific, you got to spend more time than 24 hours a day. So I got to understand that. And I want to go back to your beginning you are go to visit mississippi.org folks i'm not just using that as a side note it's very important check it out trust me all right gary let's go back to the beginning and somehow take me on this journey and then when do you go oh pedal steel i think that's what i'd like to do well uh doing the 50 cent version of it uh i started out when i was eight years old playing uh acoustic guitar uh and the way that happened was i i got my brother by the way is eight years older than I am. He's now retired, but he was a drummer professionally for all of his life. And uh, and so he, he was already playing even in some local bands and stuff because he would have been 16 when I was eight. So he was a big influence uh, on my career. And so at eight years old, I was watching all those shows that used to be on the folk shows, like uh, they were called uh, Hootenanny, Hullabaloo, all these different funny television shows. They're funny now. They were great at the time. Uh, And everybody played acoustic. It was a big folk, you know, the new Christy Minstrels and, you know, Kingston Trio, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone played acoustic guitars. And so I got an acoustic guitar when I was eight and started learning to play folk music. Uh, but um, we relocated to the Detroit area because I was originally from Lansing, Michigan. We relocated to the Detroit area, which, by the way, is where uh, Paul Franklin is from, too. Yeah. Another extremely well-known pedal. Obviously, uh, most people would say, and I think it's justified that Paul you know, is like the uh, most recognizable guy these days in the in the steel world. You know, he's playing on everything, too. Um, but anyway, uh, we both have these uh, influences in Detroit, uh, independent of each other. When I moved there, I started uh, getting exposed to a lot of other styles. And Detroit did have a, an excellent blues uh, history, too, not just the Motown history. And um, I went with, again, my brother figure, figures into it. We went to a concert called the Detroit Rock and Roll Revival, and Johnny Winter was there playing. And I'd never heard slide guitar in my life. So I'm 13 years old, hmm. and he's obviously one of the masters, or was one of the masters. Yeah. He came out and played slide guitar, and it, it just literally blew my mind. Uh, he was so amazing. And uh, so from there, I took an interest in slide. It started messing around with the bottleneck. Then that led to a Hawaiian steel because I started hearing a lot of people using a lap steel uh, as a blues instrument. And, um, and of course, there was that sacred steel thing, which Robert Randolph came out of. That was going on in Detroit, mostly on lap steel or Hawaiian steels. Uh, and that was done at churches instead of a church mm-hmm. organ. So that that's where Robert Randolph and the family band came out of that whole sacred steel background in Detroit. So um, from there, uh, again, my brother figured into it. He uh, introduced me to Poco. He was telling me about Poco and bands like that with pedal steel. And I said, well, what's a pedal steel? He's, and he <laughs> tried to explain it. And that led to my interest in looking into what a pedal steel was. And as soon as I, as soon as I got to experience hearing one, I was, I was completely hooked. My question to you about that is, can you pinpoint what makes what separates you guys? It's interesting. I, well, I think, first of all, in any field, you start by emulating, right? Because you, you're very few people are, like, totally original right off the bat. They want to learn an instrument. They've got some heroes that they're going to emulate. I mean, it's the same in sports or in acting or anything. So, uh Naturally, I started by woodshedding, so to speak, researching, trying to learn to play like players that I really uh, admire. 
but then somewhere along the line, uh, if you're going to do it for, especially for a living, you've got to break away from that. It's like your, your influences will always show up somewhere in your plane, but you've got to, you've got to somewhere along the line, you got to cut that tie that you're not always emulating someone else and you got to become your own person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but, but again, you're always drawing from that early, I uh, think, history. So, um, uh, it's it's hard to say what makes people. I mean, I think there's so many factors there. Like you said, the influences. My influences are um, are, are very different from a lot of steel players who started out just right on steel. I started as a guitar player, but also from Detroit, and then also like in blues. And uh, and and I have a very eclectic. Uh, my wife will tell you I have an extremely eclectic playlist of songs that that could that could involve literally anything. I mean, it could it could have. Luciano Pavarotti in my playlist, uh, followed by Tom Petty. Yeah. It's just about as whacked as you can get. But um, I just appreciate all music. And uh, so I think all of that comes into play. And, and my other thing is that, you know, the steel, while I, you know, uh, you mentioned earlier about your son, you know, what you do to make a living. And, of course, when you're going to do it for a living, you've got to be accessible to play what people need you specifically to play, a style. So I, I naturally do that and I do that and enjoy it but I'm at the same time I'm always really into taking the my particular main instrument pedal steel uh, taking the pedal steel guitar into other genres you know take it into uh, I did do some film work when I was out in Los Angeles at one point and that was exciting actually using it as an orchestrating instrument so taking that instrument and, and stretching uh, and going beyond the boundaries that you always think it's either it's either Hawaiian or it's country or whatever but um, taking it to those other areas is exciting and I also think it's it's fitting and appropriate for the instrument because it's such an underappreciated instrument you know you're talking about Hawaiian so I didn't know I, I wouldn't put the two together so what's the origin there well the original Hawaiian steels of course uh, were acoustic which is kind of what the Weizenborn was based on you know they the rumor is that they would take a, a bone piece of bone and raise the strings up like a nut that's what you always read anyway I'm assuming that's that's accurate, but that was, I believe, mostly in Hawaii. Um, but the the instrument, you know, the earliest electric guitars were actually not fretted guitars. They were Hawaiian steel, and people they wanted to be able to make them loud enough to be able to amplify them to be able to hear in an orchestra situation, which is the same thing that happened with the resophonic guitar, the dobro. They were actually just trying to make a louder guitar, and they sort of succeeded but it changed the tone in the process and became its own entity but um the hawaiian steel uh the early ones were those like leo fender's first electric instruments that he built before he ever built anything like the telecaster or stratocaster were in the early days were hawaiian steel guitars and so that's where all of even the rickenbacker you know i've got a very very old rickenbacker from 1940 so they went back before that to the fry pan model, and these were, again, the early electric instruments, and later came the, the famous Rickenbacker like John Lennon used or Roger McGuinn used with the birds and the 12-string, all that stuff. Uh, Tom Petty was real famous for using yeah. Yeah. 12-string Rickenbackers. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, so that's where the Hawaiian music started. I mean, the lap steel started off that Hawaiian music. Some of them would actually, I've got some very old vintage Hawaiian steels because I actually do play Hawaiian steel, meaning that style of music. Um, I've got some old ones that you actually sit at, like, but they would call them a console back then because instead of putting them across your lap, uh, you would sit at it the way you do a pedal steel guitar and didn't have any pedals or anything, of course. This is way before they figured that, that out. But, uh, but yeah, you would sit at it like a, almost looks like a table, you know, like a pedal mm-hmm. steel and you would play multiple tunings. They, in the old days, they got to the point they had four or even five necks on the steel to try and have all these different minor and different extended tunings. And that's, I think, what facilitated them starting to, to look into, uh, uh, it probably encouraged them to start looking into pedals as a way of not having to carry around a five or four or five neck steel guitar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm Steve Azar. You're in the Mississippi Minute. We're going to be right back. Go to visit Mississippi.org while we're on this, on this uh, station break. I'm with the great Gary Morse, one of Music City's most prolific pedal steel players, multi-instrument, incredible guy. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. We'll be right back. 
Hey folks, I'm Steve Azar, and this is pretty cool. The Interactive Teller Machine, or ITM, is Guarantee Bank's latest and greatest way to serve us customers more effectively and conveniently. ITMs provide personal face-to-face interaction with a live bank teller without having to leave the comfort and safety of your car. You can conduct almost any transaction as you would inside, including deposits, withdrawals, check cashing, account transfers, and even loan payment. Give the new ITM system at Guarantee Bank a try. And as always, thank you for trusting Guarantee Bank with all your banking needs. For more information, go to GBT online.com guarantee bank member fdic mississippi loves high school football and now you can stream tons of high school football games from across the magnolia state each friday night just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school that's supertalk.fm slash high school and of course, on Friday nights during the season, there's always a game on your local Super Talk radio station. The season's on the line. Touchdown! When it comes to high school football in Mississippi, nobody does it like we do. We are Super Talk Mississippi. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly cloudy conditions, high near 85. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain under mostly cloudy conditions, high near 53. Your Saturday, sunny skies and a beautiful day on tap, high near 70 degrees. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 71. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. What are the kids singing about? You know that game, Whack-A-Mole? Yeah. Well, the kids think the car tires are like the mallet and those awful potholes are... Oh, I get it. That's kind of cute. Really, Mom? Tell that to my wheels and tires. Ugh. Here in central Mississippi, our roads are loaded with potholes. That's bad news for your wheels and tires. Stop by the Tire Depot for fast service or new tires. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Physical Therapy and Balance, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free, over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified certain team shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. We hear a lot about the nursing shortage in Mississippi, but Senator Chad McMahon told us nursing homes are also having a difficult time. The nursing homes were never given any money from the CARES Act. We did give money to our hospitals. He's concerned about unintended consequences if we put a lot of money into hospitals. Where do you think those nurses are going to come from? They're going to come from the nursing homes and from the sheriff's offices and other places that have nursing or doctors or nurse practitioners. 
A manufacturing company's expansion is set to create new jobs in Corinth. Toll Brothers Incorporated manufactures and distributes building opening solutions. The expansion of its headquarters will create 15 new jobs with a corporate investment of more than $2.1 million. With additional locations in Jackson, Meridian, and Tupelo, the company currently employs 86 Mississippians and plans to complete the expansion by the end of 2022. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hobnob is back. MEC's annual Hobnob Mississippi is returning to the Mississippi Coliseum on October 28th. MEC is preparing for an in-person Hobnob as traditional political speaking will return to the stage, headlining a day full of networking and great food. Join us October 28th. To register for the event or to be a sponsor, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. You don't want to miss the fun at this year's MEC Hobnob, October 28th at the Mississippi Coliseum. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo, every single morning from 6 to 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rolling down a Mississippi Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. You are in Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out what you're missing. So many wonderful things. We are with Gary Morse. Talk about posture. So you've always sat really tall up, and I don't know if that's something you think about. You know, I think about doctors and dentists, and, and even me. I'm a leaner. I lean into the microphone a certain way, and I literally eat the microphone to death. What I decided to do was go to one of those vintage uh, shells that you can't put your mouth really on it anymore. And I've learned, to, you know, it's got it's still got the uh, Beta 58 inside it. But it's the old school look, the 55, whatever, but it's uh, in the shell. But you, I just can't eat it like I did a microphone. So um, posture-wise, I got to the point where my back started to hurt, and I realized that I was slumping sort of in, and I had to stand up. But I've always noticed that about you. Do you think about that, or is that just the way you just sort of do it? This is what feels comfortable. You know, all my steels, uh, you know, and as far as my legs are, are long for my height, so... I would try when I try to sit at a regular pedal steel guitar. I, I can't play it without tilting the thing way up at the backside to even fit under it. So all my steel guitars actually sit higher, about two inches higher than a normal steel. And uh, and I like that posture of sitting straight. I think it. Um, I just think it 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 affects my playing and as far as where my hand positioning is and uh, the ability to work the pedals comfortably. I think I think when you're leaning forward, which a lot of guys do. I think when you do, you're really putting some weird stress points on your back, and also to work your uh, to work your your feet because that, that's the thing about steel guitar. You know, a lot of people who aren't familiar with it might be listening to the show uh, wouldn't realize that to play a pedal steel guitar, you use both hands, both knees, hmm. and both feet all at the same time. Wow. And so, uh, in the case of my double neck uh, pedal steel, that's got ten strings per tuning. <laughs> The top tuning is an E9 tuning. The back tuning, neck, as they call it, is a C6 tuning, which is often used more for Western swing, Hawaiian music, that kind of stuff. But obviously, use it on anything you you please. But um, the E9 is what's often called the, the E9 tuning, the money neck, <laughs> because it's the tuning you hear on, you know, almost everything on the radio, including you know George Strait or whoever. But um, so you're picking. 20 strings, 10 strings per neck. You're using your left hand, uh, your right hand picks with finger picks on, uh, generally with finger picks and a thumb pick. And then your uh, left hand is holding a slide bar. 
<laughs> that you use to get both vibrato and also to slide up to pitch for different uh, different chord changes. And um, and then you're using both knees work what they call knee levers. Now the knee levers obviously they actually uh, sharpen or flatten notes through a changer mechanism. It literally pulls a rod that pulls a finger that uh, you know I guess a guitar player could relate to it like a vibrato par on a, on a Fender or something like an old Jaguar or something. But it actually changes the pitch whether whether you've got it set up to sharpen or flat. So you're doing that with both knees. I've got five knee levers. Uh, or one's, one's what they call left knee left and then left knee right. The, the third one would be a right knee left and then a right knee right. So you're working those four. Then there's a vertical one that you use as well, up and down. And then on the uh, right foot, I'm working the volume pedal. And the volume pedal is really important. Uh, uh, then on the left foot, uh, on the left foot, you're actually working all your floor pedals. And occasionally, your right foot will go over and work a floor pedal too, but tends to stay on the volume pedal but you're that's how you're using all the different appendages shall we say but uh it's it, when you're in that position i got on this thread with you about it because you were talking about posture when you're when you're playing it it's a very physical instrument and you're having to rotate your ankle um in pretty extreme ways to put pedals on and off by lifting one while putting another one on and you've got to be able to clear it enough that you don't activate that other pedal so I find that if you're leaning forward, you're putting even more stress on trying to work that ankle. And so the more uh, I sit vertically, I think, and straight up, the easier it is to, to actually physically do that movement. Wow. Okay, first of all, I don't know if I need to go pour me another pot of coffee or I need to start drinking a cocktail right now because I'm, <laughs> I'm cracking up. I'm going like, I never paid attention to the knees. Never. Only thing missing are your shoulders and your elbows. I mean, like, it's almost like, what can we put behind you with your elbows to work? I mean, that's my point. That is a lot to learn to do. So when you're starting to learn the steel and you become a master at this, right? And I know it's all one thing to you now. I get it. You know, it's, you're just going and you're, it's like uh, getting on a bike for you now. But I mean, what came first? Did you always have the knees involved, or is that something you that you sort of? I got to now. I got to work my knees. I mean, what? How did it start? Was it hands first, then hands and feet, or did you all have? Did you have to do it all together? Well, it definitely helped starting as a non-pedal steel player, uh, playing you know, on lap steel for not only for blues but for actual Hawaiian music. That was, and I always tell people I used to teach steel when I lived in California. Um, uh, I used to tell students, you know, hey, it's not a bad idea to start. A lot of them can't afford a pedal steel to begin with. They're thousands of dollars, always have been. And so you can get a good lap steel that works well for, you know, 300 bucks or less, you know, unless you're really hooked on vintage ones. And uh, and so I tell them that's a great place to start because you're going to get your right-hand picking position uh happening to where you get your confidence in finger picking which anyone will tell you if you've been a flat picker on guitar and you go to finger picking it's a different world and even more so when you put on metal finger picks it really becomes because then you don't have that that tactile contact that you feel of the skin against the strings right so it's even stranger it feels foreign at first and later it becomes perfectly natural but to begin with it's it really feels strange then the left hand is going to work that slide bar and, and why it's so good to start on a hawaiian or a lap steel is because you um you have to learn to bar slant if you want to be able to get different chords you literally instead of the bar being straight across the so to speak fret you know you never touch the fret just a fret marker because the strings are about an inch off the board. Mm-hmm. But you're going to actually turn the bar either direction sideways to cover, let's say, if you're straight across at your fifth fret, you turn the bar to the right, all of a sudden you're partially covering your sixth fret, too. Mm-hmm. So you learn to bar slant. There's also a technique that goes way, way back where you, where you use your ring finger behind the bar to actually pull a string and create a pedal steel type effect to stretch a string behind the bar. So, so that's a great place to start, and then you're not thinking about feet and knees, right? And, uh, and, so, and you could still use a volume pedal with that, too, so you get that acclimation. Then later, when you go to pedal steel, you start adding in other things. I think my first pedal steel, uh, it didn't have any knee levers at all. It was an old Fender one. Then later came the knee levers. So it was a, a natural progression, I guess you would say. Unbelievable. As you've toured, um, and when you come to Nashville, Right. Were you already touring before? What was the Nashville move, first of all? And then we're going to go into a break. 
before we wrap up, but I want to understand what got you to Music City. Well, I was already touring out of California with Highway 101. A lot of people may still remember that band. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was with them out in California, and we were touring. I mean, we were touring heavily, the heaviest I've ever toured in my life. I think we did something like close to 250 shows in one year, yeah. um, mm. uh, which explains why I'm on my second marriage. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, that was that was a, a that was a lot of work, but it was also talk about a crash course in uh, in you know learning the ropes about touring and everything and being in front of huge audiences every night uh you the jitters go away pretty quick and you get into your comfort zone of being in front of huge audiences real quickly uh that or you don't survive so that was really good and um and then about uh 1990 in um, los angeles i got a call from uh ray herndon he and i worked together with lyle lovett uh even nowadays and um we had met many years before in phoenix and he uh he uh, called me to say, hey, we've got a new band called McBride and the Ride. We're signed to MCA Records. Uh, you know, t- Tony Brown's involved, uh, you know, a lot of heavy hitters. They really want to make this band a big deal. We'd love to have you join. And we'd need you to move to Nashville, but we'll even help you move. You know, I mean, they were that determined. Wow. And I just suddenly thought, you know, things were kind of feeling like they were winding down in Los Angeles a little for the country scene. The Eagles kind of crazy had come and gone and uh it just felt like um la was transitioning into something other than the country right. rock west coast scene right, right. so anyway if that was my opportunity to go to nashville and on top of it uh and it turned out to be a great opportunity and a great time i've actually been doing some reunion dates with mcbride and, and the ride lately in and around the uh the Brooks and Dundates that I do, but um, but uh, it, it was a great opportunity, and a lot of people that I had already worked with in Los Angeles had already relocated to Nashville, so it was a natural progression, I guess. Again, you know, and it, it was that's how I ended up in uh, Nashville for 27 years. Wow, we're talking to Gary Morse, one of Nashville Music City Global. Great musicians, just fantastic. I've been blessed to have him on my records, and just uh, it's a game changer. All right, we are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org to check out your next getaway. Trust me. All right, we are the birthplace of American music. I love saying the word Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi. I'm going to keep doing it. Gary, would you like to hear into the break? You get to play DJ. Let's go uh, our pal Marty Stewart or Paul Davis. Oh, Marty Stewart sounds fun. You got it. Brother Marty. We'll be right back here in a Mississippi Minute with Gary Morris. I'm Steve Azar. happens fast. There's a lot to take in and a lot to hear from all across the Magnolia State. And the foremost spot for Mississippi news is supertalk.fm. Your Mississippi news on air and online. supertalk.fm. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. 
Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Incella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for the Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash covid It's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. The Grammy Museum Mississippi is thrilled to screen the new documentary, Meet Carl Jackson, one of Mississippi's most talented and accomplished musicians and songwriters. After the screening, Bill Ellison will moderate the conversation with the legend himself, Carl Jackson. The event date is October 17th at 2.30 p.m. Tickets are $20. To purchase tickets or to learn more about upcoming events and the Grammy Museum's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We're all alone in the river, and I don't know whether I'm singing or swimming with you. Mississippi Minute, once again, cannot contain me and my pals. We could just talk forever and ever and ever. I've got Gary Morrison to keep Mississippi beautiful studio. He is a beautiful soul, incredible player. Uh, makes the songs spectacular uh, and just puts his heart and soul into it every time. And obviously his knees, his hands, his fingers, his feet, his toes. Okay, just it's all there. We just learned a whole lot about the pedal steel. Stuff I didn't even know about. Go to visit Mississippi.org. I know a whole lot about that. Check out your next weekend getaway. Hey, so Gary, let's was it Yoakum after McBride and the Ride? Was it Brooks and Dunn? And are you touring first with those guys? Because you and I both know touring players are gone so much, they don't really play on records. Now, at some point, that became both for you. You were touring with Brooks and Dunn, you're playing on the records. You're touring with Dwight, where you're playing on his records. I mean, uh, you know, that was that was because of you were one of the best there was. But a lot of the A guys like you don't tour unless it's like, okay, I'm going to go play a big CMA award show with, with uh, you know, George Strait or something. Yeah, it, you know, I think there's there's a, an interesting thing about that because I thought about it before a lot of people said to me, look, you're one of a handful of guys I know that actually do both. And, and I think you almost wear two different hats, if that makes sense. Like when you go to, um, when you do the, uh, for instance, um, you go on stage and you're, you know, you're in a live situation. Stuff is semi-scripted. You can, you can end a little if you want, but it's sort of scripted in a sense. And, um, so 
it's not like being as creative as you are in the studio. There's, so you're, when you're live, you're more about the energy of a live performance, and you're also, uh, in, 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 without overdoing it, you've got to ham it up a little bit too, I think. You know, actions, movements on stage often need to be a little bigger than they are in real life, if you know what I mean. So, you know, you, you, I think you definitely rise to that occasion when you play live, and there's a different energy live. In the studio, it's all about being creative. Uh, and I always tell people, it's like, uh, that's what really makes it hard for the touring guys is because when you're in the studio, it's a, it's kind of like, on your mark, get set, be creative. And um, regardless of what hour of the day it is, or you might be on a very early morning 10 a.m. session, which is early for musicians, um, you got to be creative. you got to come up with fresh stuff. And, um, it, 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 you know, I've had people come to me that knew great touring players or great live players who said, well, you play on records, you know. Uh, uh, I know so-and-so. He's an amazing guitar player. He could play anything Joe Walsh ever played, anything that, you know, that, that you ever heard on any George Strait album. It just, they're going on and on. I said, well, that's awesome. I said, but could he have come up with those parts? In other words, right? Uh, you know, if you were a painter and you could paint maybe the Mona Lisa, would you have come up with the Mona Lisa? That's, would a, you ever that's the point. That? That's the point. And so that's the, that's what separates some players. Uh, the other thing is some some people in the studio are just as comfortable as can be, and they get on stage and they are literally just terrified on stage, <laughs> and and it can, they can fish out of water. But the other way can can go too. Guys get on stage and they have the comfort zone, as I said, of sort of a pre-scripted thing. I mean, you, you kind of know where you're going to play, what you're going to play. You're not going to ad-lib a whole lot in most situations, uh, you know, generally speaking. And then you got to be in the studio, and all of a sudden it's on you to be creative and original, and you're not playing someone else's parts. That's a completely different world. Sure, so yeah. I do find myself as two completely different people, the touring version of me and the recording version of me. And even the gear changes, the tones that you want live, uh, are often so different from what you would use in the studio. Is it because maybe live you need to cut through a little bit different? Certain things don't. I mean, like certain acoustic guitars sound great in the studio, but you can't take them. They won't. They won't cut through the band, especially as loud as mine is. So, um, uh, what about Brooke, Brooks and Dunn? How long have you been with them? With Brooks and Dunn? Yeah, yeah. I've actually Ronnie been touring with them uh, next month when we start our rehearsals for our September tour, September October tour. Uh, we'll mark uh, 16 years with them, which is as longer than I've been with any group. You're putting up with Ronnie and Kicks for 16 years, or they're putting up with you? That's, <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> they're putting up with me, huh? But, uh, but. They're great. They're great to work with. I've worked with them both individually on their solo records. In fact, I just finished uh, working on Ronnie's uh, upcoming solo album, which isn't even out yet. Um, and then I worked on Kix's solo stuff, too. And, and then collectively, I've played on Brooks and Dunn Records as well as touring. And, um, and you, you mentioned earlier, um, like Dwight Yoakam and stuff, Dwight, Dwight prided himself on being the real old school thing where the entire band that you'd see on stage was the band that played on the record. So we would actually go in and rehearse this stuff to get a real, like the way the Rolling Stones do. They go and rehearse first, then they record their album. And uh, we would do that. We'd rehearse for a week or two and use a boom box just to, uh, to record straight off the board the ideas so we could refer to those ideas if we ever felt like we'd lost the mojo of a certain uh, approach. Right. Uh, we'd go back and refer to them and go, yeah, yeah, you're right. We played that a lot slower when we rehearsed it or whatever. But uh, but yeah, so with the Brooks and Dunn thing, I was you know and continue to record and tour with them. But that's the longest I've been with anyone is yeah. is sixteen years now with them. As we say it, as my as my sidekick Jason, who's been with me twenty five years, he goes, "You're like an old married couple." And we're going to let it go with that. That's all i got to say. Hey, we've been with Gary Morris in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Visit Mississippi.org is your next uh, uh, website you're going to check out. And it's your next destination. You're going to have a zillion destinations, things that are so cool that you may not know about in our very own beautiful hallowed ground we call Mississippi. Gary, I can't thank you enough, pal. You're the best. I miss you. And uh, we'll see you soon. Okay, it's been a blast talking with you. Okay, brother. Gary Morse, I'm Steve Azar. You're no longer in a Mississippi Minute. Later. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.